You're listening to Wiretap with Jonathan Goldstein on CBC Radio 1 and Sirius Satellite Radio 137. Today's episode, Everyday Magic. This magic moment, so different and so few, but like any other. My father lives in the suburbs and doesn't get out much. When he does get out, he enjoys himself. The man is certainly capable of joy. It's just that his happiness makes my mother uncomfortable. Whenever he starts to come out of his shell, my mother likes to cram him right back in there. So disco dancing at weddings, eating dessert with too much gusto, even drumming on the kitchen table to a radio jingle, all rubber the wrong way. If my father even laughs too loudly, my mother tells him he's getting punchy. That usually quiets him down. So the other day, the first order of business was getting him out of the house. After all, it was his birthday. Come on over, I said to him over the phone. We'll go out and celebrate a little. Just me and you. Whenever I get together with my father, I can't help seeing it as a chance to nurse him back to health. Really, all we were going to do was head downtown for a bite to eat. But my father is wonderfully easy to please. One time, about ten years ago, we took a walk to the old part of the city, and he still talks about it to this day. Remember how hot it was? My father asks me every few months. Remember how we had to stop into that convenience store and each of us got a soda? You got a Coke, and so did I. We drank them straight from the can, no straw, no cup, just like that, like construction workers, like street hustlers. When he got to my house, I offered to do the driving. He got into the passenger seat, and right off the bat he said, Being chauffeured makes me feel like I'm on vacation. When he's with my mother, my father does all the driving. My mother sits shotgun, elbows bent, pointing her house keys towards the front door lock from 40 miles away. What do you want to do, I asked. He waved a hand and told me he didn't need pampering. Pampering. Since the mid-80s, the man has been using the same 99-cent VHS tape to record and re-record the same documentaries about Nazi hunting. He keeps his cufflinks in a washed-out yogurt container on his dresser. When I was growing up, any time a roll of toilet paper accidentally fell into the toilet, my mother would set it on the basin and forbid me from using it, referring to it as your father's toilet paper. He has a meatball-shaped wallet made of vinyl, fat with expired coupons. When he sits down, he looks like a tipping weeble wobble. The first thing I wanted to do was find us a fancy bar. My father enjoys a drink, and at home he usually can't enjoy one properly. Unfortunately, traffic was bad, and parking was even worse. So by the time we found a spot, it was 4.30, and my father was ready for supper. After debating the meaning of various contradictory parking signs with the fervor of Talmud scholars, my father looked around. The area looks seedy, he said. We checked and rechecked the car doors and windows, and finally, confident that the Kleenex box, empty pack of chiclets, and Chicago's greatest hits cassette on the dashboard were going to be safe, we were on our way. As we walked along, my father commented on everything he saw his index fingers pointing every which way, as though he were on a tour bus through Paris, or like he was a character in a Menudo video going to a shopping mall for the first time. A panhandler, 
a boy with a hoop through his lip like a witch doctor, an unsavory-looking character who might be a pickpocket. After about five minutes, we came to a Middle Eastern restaurant, which, to be honest, was more of a cafeteria. We each ordered a big plate of chicken and rice, and as we ate, we drank a beer. Beer helps my father to relax. Rather than eating hunched over as though planning a prison break, he reclined and looked around. At home, when he doesn't eat fast enough, my father finds himself finishing a great many of his meals with the plate yanked away in mid-bite, forced to finish his corn on the cob stooped over the sink. What kind of rice is this? He asked. White, I said. White, eh? I'll have to ask your mother to buy some. When we were finished eating, we went back to the car. There were no tickets on the windshield, and Chicago's greatest hits was still on the dashboard. The afternoon had been a success. I called the house later to make sure my father had made it home okay, and my mother answered. She said my father was downstairs eating peanuts at the kitchen table. He had such a fabulous time with you today. She said this a little suspiciously. He can't stop talking about it. I asked her if he enjoyed the meal we had, and she told me not to feed my father garbage. Beer keeps him up all night, and he has to watch his cholesterol. When's the last time you had your cholesterol checked? She asked. I really couldn't recall. My mother was always reminding me how her brother had a heart attack when he was around my age. After I put down the phone, I stopped to imagine, as I find myself doing lately, sometimes several times a day, what my heart attack would look like. It would be an undignified, pulling down the drapes, cheeks bulging with veal sort of thing. It would be the kind of heart attack that friends would laughingly imitate in the kitchen during my shiva. My mother shushing them from the other room. Good. How you doing? I'm fine. I'm fine. Good. Good. Hey, listen. Can I call you back later on? I just I have a ton of work oh, 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 here. Hang on a second. Yeah. One second. What? I can't. I can't eat anymore. You're a crazy woman. Was that? Okay. Okay. 
Oh, your mom says hi, by the way. What? Hmm. I'm at your mom's place. I'm at your folks' house. Well, I, I, is everything okay? Remember when we were like 10 years old? We made those time capsules. You, you, and I buried one in my backyard. You buried one in your backyard. No, I, I, I You have no recollection of that whatsoever. We were letters to our future selves. We, we packed it full of stuff that was thrown to us at the time. And Howard, no, I don't remember. Yeah. Can, can I could please get out of my parents' house? All right, and 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 yeah. can I just call you later on? I'm I'm really I'm really busy. This is exactly what I was worried about. It's like this is why I had to take things into my own hands. You know, I mean, you completely blocked it. What are you talking about? I'm talking about the child Jonathan Goldstein, the little boy that's so buried deep inside you. He's like trapped in a well inside your body, you know. And I'm I'm looking down into the well. And I'm like lowering the bucket. I'm saying, Jonathan, come into the bucket so I can I can lift you out. All right. But, uh, okay, Howard. What what do you want me to do? Okay. You know, remember we were kids, and you know, you were like ten years old, and we, we jam packed these time capsules full of all the stuff that was important to us, mm-hmm. and we swore to each other, like when we were forty, that we were going to unearth these things and look through them and revisit our past. You know, mm-hmm. I, I was so excited last night. I mean, I couldn't even sleep. I was just tossing and turning in bed all night. I was at your folks' house at the crack of dawn. It must have been like four thirty-five in the morning. I kind of waited for a while, but you never showed up. I mean, oh, happy birthday, by the way. It's a special day for you today. I, I should have started the whole conversation with that. Oh, happy birthday, Joe. Right, thank you. Okay, Howard, first of all, my birthday isn't for another five months, all right? What are you talking about? That, that's first of all. Isn't it your birthday? No, Howard, no. Oh, my, 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 Howard, Vida? Howard, I... Is it John's birthday today? Howard, I know when my own birthday is. Really? Howard. Yes, it's not your birthday. I could have sworn it was your birthday. And, 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 and second of all, Howard, I don't turn 40 for another three years. Okay, John, look, all the other things aside just for the moment, I just want to tell you, you know, you're... you're. <laughs> we met in grade two. To get, we were the same age. John, no offense. I don't mean to, to upset your, you know, celebrity balance here. I know it's, but you were kind of like held back a few years there. And I mean, I mean, weren't you like always considered a bit like slow kind of and they used to kind of like... No, Howard, no. Like, like, you, were, like you, were, you were friendly and you were good at handball and stuff. Okay, but, like, listen to Howard. I that was just... Like a calling card for like, hi, I'm not, I'm not like you, and I'm just picking things a little bit easier in school. And okay, Howard, I wasn't slow. It's kind of like a superhero. Howard, I'm the same age as you are. Okay. Are you sure, John? Yes, 37, Howard. 37. Yeah. L- listen, if you're so big on like the whole like if you're if you're if you're hellbent on on unearthing someone's time capsule, you know, go and bury your own time capsule at your parents' house. I did. I kind of did it the day after we buried it. I had put, like, my favorite chocolate bar that, that my sister brought from the States. Uh-huh. And we couldn't get chunky bars back then. You sure you weren't slow? Like, like officially... Oh, okay, okay, enough, please. L- l- listen, um, I-, I don't have to unbury it for, like, another couple years, all right? But when when I do, Howard, I'll call you up on the phone. We'll both go out to my parents' house together. You know, together we will unbury my time capsule from 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 the backyard, okay? Yeah. All right? Yeah, um, uh, that's nice of you. I, unfortunately, um, yeah, I don't think that's going to work. Why not? Because um, I really felt this was important, like, to do this for you. Uh-huh. You know, when I saw you weren't there this morning, I guess I kind of, like, I just, I realized that you're kind of running from your past, like always, and I guess it's like it haunts you in a way, and I, I kind of thought maybe I should take it upon myself to, you know, to unearth your time capsule. You opened my time capsule. 
I mean, evidently you don't, you don't really care much about it because you didn't remember about it and you barely remember your childhood and you, you haven't even like visited your family home in like eight months. You, you, so your mom says. That, like, that doesn't make it, that's yeah, none of your business. I can't replace their son. That's what we ultimately learned is that I can't replace their son, Jonathan. I, I, I mean, I didn't... Aren't you kind of curious? Are you, are you curious to know what's inside it anyway? Well, you pulled everything out of the box and everything? Well, I could put everything back into the time capsule. I could get your dad to dig another hole. You, you, you can wait your three more years. You can unearth the whole thing. All right, all right. Okay, just... No, it's okay. Where, well, just tell get your dad all right. to do it all over again. All right, all right, fine. All right. All right, John, I'm going to take you on a little voyage. Flying backwards in time to the ba-ba-ba-ba. Just what, what's in the box? What do we got here? You got like a chess piece. Oh, yeah, which one? It's a rook. Wow. Oh, oh, you got that I Love Bach t-shirt? Bach? Bach. Yeah, Johann Sebastian Bach. I love Bach as a kid. I know. You, you have a t-shirt. It's very tight. It's so funny. I mean, it must be... It, it's so Wait, you're, really. you're wearing it? Of course I'm wearing it. What are you... I'm trying to get into your past. You know, you got to... You know, it's tactile stuff here. I'm smelling what's to be smelled. I'm wearing what's to be worn. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh-huh. What else do we got here? Oh, you got, oh, here's your first pencil. Isn't that your first pencil? Mm-hmm. Not very interesting. What else do we have here? Paper clip. Howard, listen, I'm going to... Kit Kat wrapper. Okay. Uh... Oh, here's something interesting. This big box of... Oh, it's all magic stuff. Magic stuff? That's so strange. Like this kind of red egg thing. That is cool little red balls. Coin trick. Oh man, Howard! I I I, did, I don't know if you remember. I I love magic. Yeah, yeah. You that was my whole thing. I want. I remember all the stuff. Little half oh coins and big cards and. Oh look, there's leaving a little note here for yourself. Is it a, a oh, really? It says top secret on the envelope. Huh. Top secret. Uh, can I open it? The envelope. What sense security have? Yeah, I actually already did. Uh huh. It says. uh Note to my 40-year-old self, Jonathan, don't ever forget the magic. That's not bad for, for, for a kid that was held back a few years. That, that's pretty good. I wrote that? Yeah. Are you kidding? No, it's here in a little envelope. You put some stickers on it of a of like a magic hat with a, with a bunny rabbit. Oh, man. Yeah, don't ever forget the magic. That's all it says. Wow. Yeah, these are, these are probably valuable, some of these old toys. Oh, you got this cassette in here, too. There's magic mix on it. What's that? Magic mix. Oh, my God. You know, my, my big dream was I wanted to actually do a kind of choreographed magic routine like David Copperfield. You know, where I would come out on stage and there'd be my anthem, there'd be the music playing, and I would, like, you know, have hoops of fire. And oh, yeah, making, yeah, you used to put those little shows yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, and I wanted it all set to music. Yeah, I remember you, you'd take a cardboard box and you'd make the whole the whole kind of stage set and everything and mm. you put on a good show you, you were very convincing I re- you know I really wanted to be a magician you, you were a magician you're, you're really good like despite all the challenges you had in school you were really good at uh, magic you know Howard honestly I, I, I don't even remember the last time that I even did a magic trick yeah you, you betrayed your entire youth you, I mean in a way you're, you're just basically killing the dreams of a child I think the little Jonathan Goldstein would have been disgusted with me he'd be disgusted what have I, you know, what have I become? When did it happen? Uh, it's okay, Joe. You know, I mean, at least you know now, right? You know, like, you know that people... Oh, I'd love cheesecake! Oh, it's my strawberries! Yeah, I just put it down over here. You just have to, you know, just take care of yourself. You know? uh, it's just, it's too, it's too late. No, 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 it's not too late. That's the beauty of magic. It's never too late. With magic, 
you can make things happen. You know what we're going to do? We're, we're going to put on a show. We're, we're going to go to the backyard. We're going to Mickey Rooney style. We're going to put on a show. We're going to make a nice big magic curtains with your dad's boxer shorts. And we're going to get all the kids in the neighborhood to come. You're going to put on a big show in the backyard. You're going to brush up on your technique. No, it's too late, Howard. You say it's too late? I mean, why don't you, why don't you just, like, build yourself a little baby coffin and throw your, your, your child into that baby coffin and throw it into the water? I mean, look at yourself. Look at yourself. Are you that old? Okay. No, you're 40. That's nothing. I'm not 40. You know what I mean. Ish. Here, here, here. Here, I know it's going to get you going. Hang on a second. Got your little magic tape here. Oh, yeah? Put that in. There's a play by the here. Ladies and gentlemen, mesdames and messieurs, they can hold him back in school, but they cannot hold back his talent. The talented, multi-dimensional magic man, Jonathan Goldstein. All right, well, how does the show start out? He's dancing and prancing all around the stage, illusions coming left and right. Can, can I have an assistant? Your lovely assistant bowing and presenting. Well, what trick am I doing? You son her in half. What's this? What? Oh, oh. What is it? I have bunny rabbits in the hat. How many? A dozen of them. Twenty of them. Well, what about a fire show? Look at that. Rings of fire. Yeah, yeah. Glowing orbs of light. Sparklers. Yes. This is Ben Heeslip. I don't know if... Oh, Ben, hi. Uh, you're, you're Howard's friend. Yes. He left me a message saying that you were going to call, but he, I, wa I wasn't sure... Uh, uh, why were you calling? He said to give you a call about being on the radio show. Uh, okay, because... I'm the, the magician. You're a magician. That's very sweet of Howard, you know, because um, he's, 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 lately he's been trying to bring a little magic into my life. Yeah, and I really think it would work so well in in your format, and I think mm -hmm. it would just benefit both of us immensely to well, to get it out there. But um, he he told you it's a radio show that I do, right? Yes. It's it's not TV. It's 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 a it's a radio show. Right, and I've heard the show. Yeah, I think it's terrific. Thank you. I would love uh, the chance to to get in there, maybe and 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 show you what I do, and then if you can broadcast 
that, um, I think we would have a winner. Have you thought this through? I mean, have you ever tried to do magic over the radio? No, I mean it would be your, it would, this would be exclusive to your show. No, but I mean, I'm, I'm like, not doing. <laughs> I see what you're saying. I'm not doing this on other. Right. No, no, no. That's shows. not what I mean. I mean, what I mean is like, have you ever actually performed, you know, magic tricks on the radio? You no, see, and I think so. That that's part of what's exciting for me. Well, that's that, a part yeah. of what makes me think that you don't understand what you know being on the radio because you can't see anything when you're on the radio, right? Like what kind of a mag? Well, give me an example of one of these magic tricks that you could do over the radio. As I said, I've got a whole, I've got a whole range of things. Okay, let's. So, what do you got that you know? Oh, this would be, this would work real well on your show. I'm gonna make myself disappear. Really? Yeah. I mean, I will, I will vanish before your eyes. Before, yeah. See, that's again, right? Well, but that's before the... your eyes, or, I mean, we can do this. This is an audio. I mean, I can do this. I can do this now. Make yourself disappear? Yes. Okay, fine, go ahead. Ben? Uh, okay. I'm... Okay, right, I get it. Ben? And I have returned. Fantastic. So that's one, you okay. know. Okay. You got any others? Sure, Wait. I mean, you want to see me float? See you float? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I can actually levitate myself a, a few feet off the ground. Really? Well, okay, sure. Yeah, let's yeah, let's uh, let's hear that. Yeah. Okay, it takes great concentration, Jonathan. It's just something that I've, I've got. It. Oh, oh, oh! Here I go, Jonathan. I don't know if you can hear me from up here. Mm -hmm. I am. I have levitated about four feet above the phone. You're levitating. It requires great physical concentration. Jonathan, are you there? Yeah. So I mean, you heard that. I heard that. Yeah. That was. Uh, you were doing some. Uh, you were doing some real levitating there. So that's another one that's just enormously popular, and I think almost, you know, we could really use that radio medium to, to set that up. Because, I mean, you can hear the difference in, in where I am, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what we could do? What's that? Um, we could do uh, shrinking. Oh, yeah? You could shrink? Yeah. If I mm -hmm. concentrate enough, mm -hmm. I can begin to make my size actually diminish. Mm -hmm. And my skeleton and along with all of my body parts begin to down to a size that is one fraction of my original size. Jonathan, I don't know if you can hear me now. I can hear you, Ben. But I am now one sixteenth my actual size. Things in the room look giant. I am concentrating to bring myself back uh -huh. to a normal size and grow uh -huh. back to the size of the person that you would have been used to talking to. What you know? What what the heck? All right, fine. You know, let, we'll, we'll give it a try. You 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 want to come down to the? You want to come down to the? To, oh, that to... would be terrific, Jonathan. Yeah, I think seeing some of this stuff face to face would be really. Really terrific. So I could see what we're people are going to hear. All right, right, fine. Come on down. Um, uh, you, you uh, how do I? Let me just. You know what I'll do for you. This mm -hmm. will be fun. 
I'm going to uh, I'm going to write your address using telekinesis. Oh, are you? I am not using my hands at all. Hmm. And and I to to prove that to you actually I can I'm just going to drum on my desk with both hands. You hear that? Mm-hmm. All right. So how could I be moving the pen? There's no way that you could be moving a pen, I guess. As I'm drumming it. All right. Now the pen is coming over to the pad. Mm-hmm. And why don't you go ahead and give me the address, and I'll I'll write it with the pen All right, while I'm fine. still drumming here. Okay. You're going to be coming down by bus. Uh, yeah. Okay. So just uh, you'll take the 39. Just hurry on. Right. Uh, are you writing this with your mouth? No, I'm writing it with um, I'm writing it with telekinesis. You're you're writing. Oh God. All right. Fine. Um, okay. So what do you think? Um, you'll you're just gonna keep uh, when you get off the bus. Okay. Uh, you're, gonna, the bus. you're gonna you're gonna make a left at the Shell station. The Shell station. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then, oh, and then you're, gonna, you're okay. gonna look for the tower. You're gonna see the CBC insignia. The you can't C- miss uh, it. CBC. I'm um, right. CBC insignia. Right. And then you're gonna you're gonna. I'm on the third floor. Uh, sweet three. No, no, the third floor. Wiretap today. You heard Howard Chakowitz and Steve Waltine. Wiretap is written and performed by Jonathan Goldstein and produced by Jonathan Goldstein with Mira Bertwintonic, Wendy Dore, and Carolyn Warren. Tune into Wiretap Sunday at 1, 4 Pacific Time, and Friday evening at 8.30. You can also hear Wiretap across North America on Sirius Satellite Radio 137. Reach us to our website at cbc.ca slash wiretap.